Hello everyone, this month I decided not to make an episode completely dedicated to Microsoft Page Tuesday. Instead, this episode will be an answer to the question of how my vulnerability management month went. A retrospection of some kind. GitHub exploits and vulnerabilities. This month I made some improvements to my vulnerabilities vulnerability prioritization tool. These changes relate to the use of exploit data on GitHub. We all know that exploits are often posted on GitHub, but how adequate is this source in order to evaluate the exploitability? POC in GitHub. For example, there is an interesting POC in GitHub repository on GitHub. It contains the results of an automated search for exploits of CV vulnerabilities on GitHub. There are currently POCs for 4,484 CV IDs. The total number of CVs is growing and so is the number of exploitable CVs. But no one guarantees that POC is functional and that there are no recrawls or malware, so be careful. For example, it contains Office RC vulnerability, CV2023-36884, from the July Page Tuesday. But if you look closely, everything is not so rosy. Let's see. Script for remediation, indicators of compromitations, remediation utility, Vulnerability detection script, another remediation utility, script for remediation, another script for remediation, information for remediation. There is no POC yet. So, POC in GitHub would be more appropriate to call CV mentions in GitHub. It will highlight mentions of CVs, but, of course, it will not show the context. Then only manual analysis or some automated classification will help you. Vulnerabilities, vulners use GitHub exploits flag. The ambiguity of exploitation data on GitHub is also bad for my vulnerabilities reports. For high-profile vulnerabilities such as Zero Lagon CV 2020-1472. There are too many references to GitHub in the report, most of which are not related to exploits. And it's very difficult to automatically understand which repositories contain exploits and which contain irrelevant content. And, as a rule, it is not really necessary. Fully functional exploit will most likely end up in specialized exploit packs, although it may happen with some delay. Therefore, I think Volristics users should be able to generate both reports containing as much information about exploits as possible, although it will be littered, and reports that take into account only known exploit packs. I have added the option Vulners use GitHub exploits flag, which can be either true or false. The default value is true. I also added source links. Exceptions. An exploit from GitHub, as a rule, ends up in a specialized exploit pack over time. 
but not always. For example, command injection in SAP NetWeaver CV 2022-22-536. We see that exploits for this vulnerability are available only on the GitHub. And, judging by the description, they are valid. And, if we generate a vulnerabilities report with vulners use GitHub exploits flag false, then we will lose this valuable information. So, be aware and use the option with caution. VM vendors updates. Qualys first-party application risk detection and remediation. In early August, Qualys introduced new capabilities for analyzing the vulnerabilities of self-written first-party and open-source applications. First, Custom Assessment and Remediation, CAR, is a mechanism for adding your own detection scripts, including PowerShell and Python scripts. You can write your own detection script, for example, using the versions that the application security guys told you. Add it to Qualys and get a list of vulnerable hosts. Such vulnerabilities will have a QID and can be treated as vulnerabilities detected by Qualys itself. Second, Runtime Software Composition Analysis, SCA. During a vulnerability scan, not only the software itself is checked, but also the libraries used by this software. In fact, Qualys agent runs through the file system and searches, analyzes library files, including log4j. This is not a super new feature. I have seen such detections in Microsoft Defender for Endpoint for a long time, but apparently it becomes a mandatory feature. Tenable Exposure AI Tenable announced vulnerability or exposure management with generative AI similar to ChatGPT. The product, or rather technology, will be called Exposure AI and will be available as part of Tenable 1. Main features. First, it will be possible to make requests in a natural language. Second, it will be possible to generate human-readable descriptions of attack path scenarios. This saves time when preparing reports. Third, it will be possible to see insights what needs to be done first. As with Silops Security, which announced similar functionality a little earlier, it all depends on how smart the system turns out to be and how bad mistakes it makes. SC Awards and Rapid7 SC Awards continues to be fun. This year, Rapid7 Inside VM received Best Vulnerability Management Solution. In the nomination, there was Tenable. It's okay. Do you know what other three giants and innovators of the VM market were there? First, Palo Alto Networks Prisma Cloud, cloud-native application protection platform. Second, Lacework, 
Cloud Security Platform. Third, Callfire. Ransomware Simulation as a Service. Have the contest organizers heard of Qualys VM? Apparently so that Tenable would not be offended, they were given best risk policy management solution. Qualys was also in this nomination. And best security company. The company is the best, but apparently their VM is so-so. Rapid7's solution is better. The only pity is that Rapid7 seems to have problems with sales of this best VM solution. Quote, Rapid7 will lay off about 18% of its workforce, around 470 employees, with significant cuts to sales and engineering, as well as permanently close some office locations, end of quote. Now let's talk about vulnerabilities. Anglo-Saxon vulnerability lists. Anglo-Saxon state security agencies from five countries issued a joint advisory 2022's top routinely exploited vulnerabilities. I took this report, wrote out the CVE references and released two vulristics reports. First, top 12 vulnerabilities. Second, extended with all vulnerabilities, 42 from the advisory. In the top 12 vulnerabilities, all CVEs have links to exploits and signs of exploitation in the wild. All of them are urgent, except for one, because it is elevation of privilege in the not-so-common workspace one. The most critical are RCEs in Apache Log4J2, Microsoft Exchange, and Confluence. In the extended report, all CVEs have the sign of exploitation in the wild, but there are six vulnerabilities without links to exploits and therefore with critical or high criticality. The most critical are RCEs in Apache HTTP server, Apache Log4J2, Windows RDP, and Microsoft Exchange. It is worth noting that the extended list contains such oldies but goodies vulnerabilities as 0 Logan CVE 2020-1472, a vulnerability in the cryptography of Microsoft's NetLogon process that allows an attack against Microsoft Active Directory domain controllers. Microsoft Office RCE CVE 2017-11-882. The proof of concept for this vulnerability appeared a week after the publication in 2017, and since then, for more than five years, it has been actively exploited. Compared to last year advisory, GitLab and exotics like Hick Vision and Buffalo are gone. The set of CVEs looks better. Comments for those who want to build a report themselves in Vulristics. 
using comments for CVs from AA2321 5A are in the blog post. A funny detail. Eight agencies from five countries released this, but there was no one who carefully read and noticed that in several places the identifier for log for shell is written with a space, both in PDF and in the web version. August, Microsoft, Page Tuesday. My impressions of the August Microsoft Page Tuesday, nothing special. All vulnerabilities, 103, urgent 0, critical 1, high 33, medium 69, low 0. Formally, the most critical vulnerability is denial of service in .NET and Visual Studio, CV 2023-38-180. Because there are signs of exploitation. There are no details, but it is somehow doubtful. No more vulnerabilities with public exploits or signs of exploitation. Several remote code executions in Microsoft Exchange, CV 2023-35-368, CV 2023-38-185, CV 2023-35-388, CV 2023-38-182. Three of them definitely require authentication, one is unclear. This authentication can potentially be obtained through elevation of privilege in Microsoft Exchange, CV 2023-21709. This vulnerability allows a remote unauthenticated attacker to log in as another user. It's better to patch. Remote code execution in Microsoft Teams, CV 2023-29-328, CV 2023-29-330. Fortunately, in Russia it's not popular anymore. There is also a bunch of elevation of privileges in the Windows kernel and components. The link to the full heuristics report is available in the blog post. Another important vulnerabilities. Among other vulnerabilities of this month I would like to highlight. Actively exploited since April 2023 WinRAR extension spoofing. CV 2023-38831 which also has a public exploit. I highly recommend installing the WinRAR 6.23 update, which also fixes the potentially dangerous RCE CV 2023-40-477. Numerous vulnerabilities in the JWeb component, web console, of the Juniper Network's JunOS operating system on SRX and EX series devices. These are the vulnerabilities that lead to RCE and for them there is a detailed review and a proof of concept. And that's it for today. Please subscribe and leave your comments. Bye.